Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. And everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. A little bit bored lately. Not really, you know, much sports on these days. Um, all the hockey news, a lot of it's kind of dried up. Not a ton going on. Uh, obviously, though, some Panthers news this week. So that's exciting. We actually have stuff, you know, that's related to the team to talk about which is always exciting. So thank you for the team for doing stuff. I uh, appreciate that. But other than that, I mean, just uh, just kind of been hanging out on, uh, you know, doing my thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what I was thinking? It's, it's always like, I always think about it. It's always weird hearing you like do those ad reads and hear like, oh, like right here in the U.S. And it's like, oh, like neither of us is in the U.S. Yeah. It's always just, it's always just a little weird, but it's it's funny. Love DraftKings though, awesome. Oh awesome yeah, platform. No, no, it's fantastic. Love a little bit of sports betting here or there. Won some money today betting on Chelsea to win the Super Cup. So that was always that's fun. Uh, you know, so can't be can't be too upset about that. Uh, but yeah, the the ad reads all I, I like realistically should probably have changed to said in the United States and not right here as if I'm in the U.S. But uh, I'm not I'm not I don't read so good so. I just I just stick to the script as close as possible, try not to mess it up. Um, but yeah, Panthers news this week. Uh, we'll start off with kind of the first thing, which is the first name, image, and likeness deal with an NCAA athlete, uh, Derek King, uh, signing with the Florida Panthers. What are your thoughts on this? 
it's interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, obviously this new NIL rule in, um, in, uh, in the NCAA is, is huge. I mean, especially for the athletes, but it's interesting to see that the Panthers are trying to get in on that. And I was a bit, I was a bit surprised when they announced this program. Yeah. I mean, the whole program, uh, the, the FLA athlete program, uh, they've kind of started trying to get uh, these NCAA athletes uh, affiliated with the team now that the NCAA regulations allow it, uh, which is which is great for the athletes. Uh, something that probably should have been done a while ago for them to be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Uh, and yeah, to, ha- to have a, a Florida area athlete and a, and a big name is kind of the first athlete in this program, I think is, is fantastic. Uh, first of all, I think should do a lot to, to, to grow the game and bring in new audiences. So I'm excited to see what kind of stuff they come up with. There was talk about, you know, merchandise, concessions, a whole bunch of other stuff that they're trying to do, uh, which is which is just super cool. Uh, when they announced it, I was like, I was reading through some of the Twitter comments too on the on the post. And, and a lot of comments were people like, oh, so you're just trying to buy fans now. Is that it? And it's like, Yes, like that is literally the point of every sports team is to get fans. Yes, <laughs> like absolutely. Like, quite literally, yeah. Yeah, that is just like, yeah, you nailed it. That is absolutely what they're trying to do here. Uh, and I think it's great. And, uh, you know, he seems uh, excited uh, it was, to be a part of the team. How weird was it seeing the promotional video of him in a Florida Panthers jersey tossing around a football? A little weird, but very a little cool. weird. Like I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like, wait, wait, what is this? Like, why are they doing this? They're like a photo shoot him and like all this Florida like hockey Panthers gear, and he's just like twirling around a football. I thought it, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I think I think it's awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what kind of stuff they're able to come up with, and then also just you know what what other athletes they might. Uh, bring into this program I think it's just great and the Panthers are just kind of the perfect team uh, to be able to do this in terms of it's a non-traditional market um, but it's a team coming off a good year there's a lot of excitement around the team like the fan base is energized so why not just kind of build on that and do everything you can to to make this team something that appeals to you know a broader range of people and bring new fans to the game I think it's just it's fantastic yeah, it really is. And I mean, he, I, I assume he's going to make a decent amount of money by, by signing with them. I'm not really sure how it works specifically what the Panthers are doing. It seems like they're just kind of a management agency. Uh, but yeah, I like they're, they're going to have a huge reach. I, I, I would assume. Oh yeah. You'd, you'd have to assume. Uh, yeah. They're going to have a yeah, big reach with this. Uh, I'm curious too to see. Do you think any other teams are gonna kind of do similar things, implement similar programs? I don't know. Like one that I thought of could is like the Capitals with like monumental sports and entertainment. Um, like they're they're pretty like overarching um, in BC. I thought that could be interesting or like. Um, it's it's tough to like really predict if any team could do it. I would say no, just because well, it's such I mean, a niche I, area. 
like I think we will see other teams that are kind of similarly positioned to the Panthers in terms of being like a non-traditional market or not an original six team where you're trying to appeal to younger fans and in areas where maybe hockey's not the most dominant sport, right? Like if you were up in like Columbus, right? You're near Ohio State, right? I mean, Columbus has so many other issues to deal with, I feel. Yeah, I might not be in the budget right now for sure. <laughs> right, realist. But, I mean, if you want to get the, you know, you've just yeah. – you've given away a lot of your players this offseason. Not given away. You've made some good deals. You've had a good offseason. But you're clearly in a rebuild. You know, could be a nice way to maybe energize your fan base a little bit. Uh, I know other places, maybe Arizona too. They got Arizona State there. Right? Yeah. Like those types of teams I could see doing this. Um, super cool that the Panthers are, are the first one uh, to get on this. And, we'll, you know, I guess we'll just see if the, the trend continues. It's hard to say if it will. It really is. I mean, I'd assume no, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Yeah, like it, it's early. Like it, might, it might not be immediate, but if this, you know, goes well and, you know, has real results for the team, then absolutely I think other teams are going to, you know, implement similar things or maybe even working on uh, similar type programs. Yeah. Like, I, you, yeah. So should be very interesting. I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, Derek King seems excited about it. So it's, it, it's fun times. Um, but then other news though, Panthers related in terms of the actual team itself on the ice. Uh, today it finally happened. Sam Reinhart signing his uh, contract with the Florida Panthers three years, $6.5 million. Uh, so he's sticking around here for a few years, at least. What are your thoughts on the deal? now that it has finally happened. First of all, just glad it's done. I'm also glad um, it happened earlier in the day before we recorded the episode. Yeah. Um, so I was a bit surprised at the term and the AAV. It was, I was expecting a maybe a bit of a lower AAV, closer to six and higher, like, more years. And I think a lot of people were quick to judge it and say that it's he's overpaid, but I kind of like the deal. You're not locking yourself into too long, and you're getting a really good top six forward who can play a really good two-way game. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not really concerned about Sam Reinhardt. Like, I think Sam Reinhardt is a really versatile two-way player, right? And his numbers would back that up both you know underlying analytic numbers and just his you know normal numbers in terms of points he's putting up um and i think that's like probably like six six and a half million is probably you know market value for a guy like him based on the contract he's coming off and how we performed under that last deal uh in the three years too it's an interesting term amount because you know Typically, that's probably a player you'd like to lock down long-term. Sam Reinhardt has never signed, uh, you know, a long-term deal so far in his career. Um, but you're three years, you're taking him until he's 28 years old, right? Which is, you know, so you're not going to – you're not expecting to see a huge drop-off in production over the course of the deal. And the other thing, too, is that as much as, you know, I'm a big fan of Sam Reinhardt. I know a lot of people who are as well. Uh, you never know how players are going to fit into your team, Right. 
Like he's mm-hmm. played zero games for the Florida Panthers so far. You know, he could come in and flop. And if you'd locked him in at six years and he comes in and he flops, then that's that's a difficult deal to move. But 6.5 at three years, even if he doesn't live up to expectations and, you know, you're trying to, you know, maybe pay some of your other players and you're, you're maybe trying to move on, very movable deal should it come to that, which I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will. Um, and I think it, it lines up nicely too, I think, with uh, the contracts the Panthers currently have as well. They have a lot of money coming off the books after next year. Um, and so by the time you get to the end of his deal, uh, there should be more flexibility should he earn a raise on the on the six and a half that he's making. So I think it's fair value. And you look around the league at some of the other players who are making the same range or even a bit more, such as Patrick Laine, such as Vladimir Tarasenko, two kind of names that were pointed out. They're making a million more than him uh, on their deals. And I think you can make a case that right now Sam Reinhardt's the most effective player. And for a team that's trying to be competitive right now, uh, I think this deal is, is great for the team and, and good for the player too. So I no like no complaints about it. I think this is a big win for the Panthers. It, it really is. Um, it's, I don't think I saw like, there's no like no move clause or no trade costs. Is there? I don't believe so. So, I mean, obviously I think the Panthers had to pay a bit of a premium to, to, to get that. But at the same time, coming back to what we talked about last episode about this Florida Panthers window of opportunity, it right kind of feel it kind of, it's first of all, it's right in the window, but, kind of feels like at the end of that deal that that window is going to be much closer to be closed than open. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what, what's going to happen. Teams change a lot over their course, but on paper right now, if the team were to stay pretty much the same, obviously like the other news too, is the other key pieces for the Panthers are like pretty well locked up. Like mm-hmm. obviously Barkov and Huberto, they're going to need new deals, but like you have Bennett locked up for four. You have Duclair locked up for three. You got Verhage locked up for three more after this season. Bobrovsky? Yeah, sure. (laughs) He's there too. I mean, Ekblad's there, Forsling's there, you know. Yeah, and so it's like, if you you just, for a second, absolutely ignore the the Sergei Bobrovsky deal, then you got a lot of really good players on really good contracts for like a nice three, four-year period. Yeah, and that that's right in the window. I think that you know you're you're not you're not placing yourself to be in a position where your team's gonna suck and you're stuck with this like I don't want to say bad contract, but contract you just don't want in that um, in that phase of your development. You know, you don't really want to be paying a guy six and a half million if you're gonna suck. And I think that. It's, it's a really good place to be. I, I think it's perfect. Yeah, I, I really do. And again, outside the Bobrovsky contract, I don't think there's a deal on this team that you would say is a huge overpay. In fact, there's a lot of underpaying contracts, mainly Huberto, Barkov, uh, based on the defensive market right now, Ekblad and Uyghur for sure uh, as well. Gustav Forsling, Bobby Orsling on a great deal as well. So 
the, the money allocation on this team right now outside of Sergei Bobrovsky is <laughs> like just, which I realize you can't really ignore that because it is 10 mil, right? Like the guy's just chilling there, taking up, you know, 12% of your cap. But outside of that, there is no really deal that's holding you back. Like maybe Hornquist is a little much, but it's up after this year. So, or yeah, in two years. So that's fine. And he had a good year. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you got him for Mike Matheson. So can't complain. You cannot complain. Cannot complain about that contract. Uh, so, yeah, I think the team, the way they're, they're shaping up right now, the money allocation is shaping up quite nicely where it looks like they'll be able to have the money to be able to, to bring, you know, to, to pay Barkov and Huberto when it comes to that, uh, which is just fantastic. It's, you know, it, it, you look at this team, like you look at them on paper, like I'm on cat friendly, like right now. And it's, it's exciting. It's an exciting team. Like not just I, now, but for the foreseeable future. And it's, it's so much more exciting. Cause like, I feel like we're in on a little secret because there's no way anybody else thinks of the Panthers as highly as we do. You know, anybody who has not seen the Panthers kind of just discards them without thinking twice about it. And it's just like, it's like, no, like, this is actually like a quite, quite a gross team. Yeah. Like every now and again, like they get, you know, a bit of respect here or there from, you know, maybe some main media personalities, but league wide, not nearly enough respect for, for, for this team. And I think we're going to see that too next year in the Atlantic division for a lot of teams. Cause I think one of the underrated parts is that in with most fan bases, you mostly just watch your team play, right. And sure they play different opponents every night, but let's say you're, you're, you're cheering for an Eastern conference team. You only play someone out West twice a year. So you don't really get a good gauge on how good that team is right because you're not mm-hmm. watching them a lot and so i feel like there's a lot of people that just really didn't watch the panthers last year because they either weren't playing their teams or for whatever reason and so i feel like yeah they are just that kind of like secret of the nhl like i think they're going to surprise a lot of people next year uh in that atlantic division you know like it's, it's a, yeah it's, it's a lot of people talking about the bruins the lightning the leafs not enough say. not enough people i think talking about the Florida Panthers and you know I think you know if this team does what they did last year if they do it again next year I think you know the the secret might be out by then that this team is legit yeah it's going to be interesting to see I'm excited like to Mm -hmm. see where all the other podcasts are gonna um are going to rank the Panthers in our everybody does a season preview draft, uh, not draft, yeah. but like standing preview. Because last year, everybody a lot slept of disrespect, on the Panthers. which like, everybody slept on the it's Panthers. Tough. It's tough because, like, absolutely, they slept on the Panthers. And like, I feel like we did a bit too. Like, we had them third or fourth in the division, but I think we had them. I had them third. I feel like you, had I think, I'm them third or second. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I'm, I think I might have just like choked it, but. Yeah, a lot of the other podcasts on the network, a lot of great shows, by the way, but just so much disrespect towards the Panthers. And so, you know, as we go into next season and you see people's standings, rankings, I think it'll be a really – you'll be able to tell who watched this team last year and who didn't. 
Like, yeah, 100%. Uh, which should be a lot of fun. I mean, easy team to root for. So exciting. And like last year, last year we went into it, like and it really was. It was kind of, it was an unpredictable year. Like obviously they had a terrific year, but going into it, like we didn't know that that was going to happen. Right. Like we were optimistic. We were hopeful it was going to happen, but you know, on paper, it looked like they might've gotten a bit worse. There was, you know, a lot of guys coming in who were unproven, who proved themselves last year, this season going into next year. I think we have a much clearer picture of this Panthers team and the expectations are a lot higher. Like the expectations at the start of last season really weren't there. It was like, no. like my expectation for the team last year was if we make the playoffs, great. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, and I thought they'd be in, you know, in the fight for those playoff spots. Uh, they surpassed every expectation I had. I think every expectation most people had. And now going into next year, it's like, no, this is a legitimate cup contending team that has gone out, added Sam Reinhart, has some really good prospects in the system. Spencer Knight in net, also Sergei Bobrovsky in net. So you have a former Vesna winner and a future Vesna winner in net. I mean, can't beat that. So it's super exciting. I am. I just want it to be October already, to be honest, because it is so boring. Uh, right it is. Yeah. August is a tough month for sports. Like, unless you're like a big baseball fan, which like I am like a very mediocre baseball fan, <laughs> mostly because I root for the Mariners and they suck always. Right. But I, I sure I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I, I kind of cheer for the Mets, but we've been falling off. So I just kind of tuned it out. Yeah. Also. So before we on, the last thing we we're going to do on this episode, as promised last week, or on Sunday or whenever, we were going to do our top 10 Florida Panthers prospects. But just real quick, I want to, I just want to ask now, how excited are you for the Leafs All or Nothing documentary on Amazon Prime? Drop October 1st. They, okay. For a lot to, a lot to, to, um, to uh, decompress here, but had they chosen the title before? Yes. Or is this the Oh, okay. it was the title before. So obviously now the title's all or nothing like Toronto Maple Leafs. We very much know now that the answer is nothing. <laughs> right? That question has been answered. We we all witnessed the absolute annual tire fire that is the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. Uh and so we got the trailer for the documentary today and the official release date. Uh, what was the and- Kyle Dubas one? It was like my patience is getting thin or something. That I'm running it was like I'm made- running out my patience is running out or something. And it's that like, oh, you know, the trailer for me. Oh, it's fantastic. And like, and it's got to be good for Amazon too. Cause like realistically, if the Leafs have, let's say miraculously won, won it all. Right. Pretty much the only people watching it are Leafs fans. Exactly. But they, they absolutely got dummied in the first round by Montreal. Right. Absolutely blew that lead. Fantastic. Leafs fans are still it- going to watch it because it's their team. They want to see behind the scenes. And now every other fan base, including you and me, are just like I want. I can't wait for this because I want to watch this. Because you know, I saw it. Just like, oh, I can't wait. I want like I want to get a behind the scenes view of this dumpster fire that is the yeah. Maple Leafs. Yeah, no, let's, let's let's see what's wrong. I like. Here's a th- here's the thing I'm worried about is it kind of seemed like they were going to put a lot of emphasis on the off ice. Oh and yeah, kind of go into the like players personal lives without really like accounting for the on ice failures. I want them to talk about the on ice failures. 
I, I want to see the footage from inside the dressing room and after game seven. That's what I want. More than anything. Just, you think they'll have it? No. <laughs> There's no way. Well, it's great, too, because I know initially when they plan the documentaries, they plan for eight episodes. We're only getting five because I guess the leaves uh, season ended a bit sooner than Amazon had perhaps thought. Um, but just fantastic stuff. I can't wait for that. I would highly recommend all our listeners to tune in October 1st Leafs all or nothing on Amazon prime. Um, We will probably bring it up multiple times. Well, I'm probably going to binge watch it and then bring it up on the following episode of the podcast. 100%. I'll I'll have to secure Um, my prime membership, but yes, absolutely. Oh, no, just use mine. (laughs) It's even worth it. Uh, So that, that is fantastic. That's just a little fun side note of something I'm excited about in the future um yeah but, no like they're, they're yeah so excited for that and when was the last time we got a documentary like that about an nhl team i feel like the last time we got something similar was like the road to the winter classic yeah like the 24 7 stuff like there's a yeah. couple others like i've i've watched like a couple other like behind the scenes videos teams like teams have done themselves but Something actually done by like Amazon Prime like this. Yeah, like I remember Montreal had one. It was called Twenty Four CH. Um, that was pretty good, but like they don't last. It's not like the hard knocks in the NFL. No, which I, I hope it does become like that because I would love to see that, and would absolutely love a behind the scenes of the Florida Panthers. I mean, give the people what they want. Oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. I would love I know. to know what like. Anthony Duclair does on a day off. Oh, he's probably off just, you know, helping out the kids and the community. <laughs> I had to guess. He's just that type of guy. And he he should, really is. And we should try to get him on on the show. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard because we know he listens. Because he did sign in Florida. I We kind of told him to, and he obviously listened. So, Yeah. Anthony, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Just DM us on Twitter. That's We'll set it up. We'll the get DMs your people and our are, people. Oh, the DMs are open, have been open for forever. Almost no one ever DMs us, but that is okay. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll get into our top 10 Panthers prospects here. Um, for, for the sake of this, we decided that we would be considering Spencer Knight, Owen Tippett, and Gregory Denisenko as prospects, even though Tippett, 45 games last year, but Again, I still consider him a prospect and really good signs last year. Uh, so we will include those players in here. Um, I have my top 10 list. Uh, and I don't know what your list is. I know you have yours. Um, but I, I did want to start off with some honorable mentions for my top 10 Panthers prospect list, um, which is Vladislav Lukashevich, who was taken in this last draft. Uh, watched a bit of film on him. Good numbers. Uh, so maybe one to, to kind of keep an eye on. And then uh, some more names I'm sure people are familiar with. I have John Ludwig, Saran Noel, and Ty Smolanich as my honorable mention players uh, finishing just outside my top 10 Panthers prospects. Uh, but we'll go to number 10. Noah, who you got? Okay, so number 10. And I feel like my prospects from like number – five slash six to ten are kind of interchangeable but yeah. like i have a feeling we, sh- we should if if we've done this right and we're on the same page theoretically 
our top five should probably be the same. Not the order, but it should be the same players. I absolutely think it will. Right, and then it just becomes preference. And I will state this too, because I am not a prospect expert, and our prospect expert, Jacob Barker, I think is sleeping right now or playing FIFA. Um, <laughs> but there, there is some, some bias, I will admit, on just guys that I've watched a bunch and really like are probably higher on this ranking than other people would have them. Fully acknowledge that. Uh, but number 10, who you got? All right, so number 10 from the University of Denver, I have Michael Benning. Ooh, so, I like it. Yeah, um, really like what, what he's done. He obviously, like, tearing, like, tore it up would be an understatement for what he did in the AJHL as a defenseman. Just absolutely crushed it um, with the Sherwood Park Crusaders. And, uh, he was, and on the Sherwood Park Raiders with his teammate, uh Carter Savoie. Carter yeah. Savoie. Uh who then went to the University of Denver with him. Um, but yeah, he had a monster year in the AJHL. Same numbers as Kale McCarr. Not saying he's as good as Kale McCarr, but I'm not not saying <laughs> and then that either. We we saw like kind of a drop-off this past year with the University of Denver, but like that's just to me, that's a regular drop-off that you see from any first-year guy in the NCAA and just any guy in the NCAA because, I mean, you just don't get as many points there. Well, yeah, and you're, you're coming in. Like, first of all, you're a defenseman. You come in, you're 18, 19 years old. You're going up against guys that are 20, 22, right? So much bigger, much stronger. Uh, so I actually – yeah, I would agree. I think he had a really solid uh, year at the University of Denver. I'm excited. He's a bit undersized. Uh probably kind of a two-way-ish defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if I had to give him an NHL comparable, and I hate doing this, I'm going to say he's the next right shot Vince Dunn. Ooh, that's good. I like it. I like it too. I just came up with that. <laughs> that's um, good. No, that's a solid number 10. I don't know, perhaps a little bit low for me, but uh, my number 10 is a draft pick from this draft. 17-year-old Kirill Girasimyuk, six-foot-two goalie out of Russia. And we've seen what the Panthers have done recently with their goaltending drafting. They unfortunately lost Devin Levi in the Sam Reinhart trade, but they bring in Girasimyuk. Uh, and I think that I think he's a really good goalie. I'm not gonna lie. And obviously late pick, uh, fifth rounder. Um, but he's quick. He's got decent size, like 6'2", uh, terrific glove, decent uh, rebound control, looks really, really confident and poised in the net. Uh, I'll just throw out some numbers. Last season, 27 games, 931 save percentage. Uh, so I think outside of Spencer Knight, I think this is the best goalie in the Panther system right now. Yeah, especially with Devin Levi going to Buffalo in that Reinhardt deal. I think undoubtedly. Yeah. And I think we, we can kind of turn the turn the page on Monsambo, who's probably an AHL slash AHL starter slash fringe NHL backup. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, you know, he's he was drafted a while ago, that age. That's probably what you're looking at. But Gary Samuel, I think in terms of goaltending prospects, definitely one to watch for me. Uh moving on to number nine. My number nine was Michael Banning, who we just oh 
talked at length about. So no reason to to go on more about him, even though I think he's fantastic and I'm so happy he's a Panther and I'm a big fan. <laughs> and I was very much hoping that they would pick him. Um, um but my he, number nine, my number nine is actually someone you had on your honorable mentions. Oh. Uh, it's Ty Smolanek. Oh, I thought it was uh, going to be Saran Noel, your guy. Dude, I have Saran Noel way lower than this. <laughs> I love that guy. Anyways, I, I can't, no spoilers. Um, no, I, I, I figure Saran Noel might be your number one. Might? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, you, if, uh, if you're valuing just on size, he's number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he, I, I know you had him in your honorable mentions, but Ty Smolanek's been a guy who's been so unlucky with injuries and illnesses, and he was able to come back and have a really strong season with, season with Quinnipiac last year. Um, really good two-way guy. He has a decent decent frame at 6'1". Um, I think r- really, really solid player, and honorable mention to him going to um, the Quebec Peewee tournament for two years, which is probably a very rare feat for most players. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I, I, I had him just outside just cause uh, I mean, you know, you, you can't have everyone in the top 10 and, but I, I, I like small NH, but like this, the sample size for me, like he, he had the injuries, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, he's a bit more of an unknown for me. Like, I don't know if we've seen like peak tie small NH, but very good year at Quinnipiac last year uh 21 points in 29 games so definitely a a good prospect for the panthers uh we'll go on we'll go on to number eight yeah number eight sorry i was about to say oh my goodness um number eight uh from uh, really excited to see this guy play in person this year hopefully um justin sourdiff from the vancouver giants uh, this guy, honestly, I think he might average two points per game in the WHL so, this year. So, so my number eight is also Justin Sardiff <laughs> because I fucking love this guy. I watch, okay, and again, as I mentioned, the bias, I did watch him a bunch this year. So good. He's so good. Like his like, two-way, two-way yeah. ability, phenomenal. His skating has really, really improved. Um he just hunts the puck down. He's a guy like he's one of the Swiss Army Knife t- players where I would just throw him out in literally any situation. Down a goal, throw him out there. Up a goal, throw him out there. Penalty kill, uh, he, he's out there. Power play, he's out there. He's so good. Like he came into the to the Western Hockey League at 17 years old and like had an immediate impact. Like actually like crushed it. And I so happy he's a Panther prospect because this guy's, I think this guy's going to be a stud. Um, you know, he's got the size to be that offensive presence. I think great, great addition to the prospect list. Yeah, he, he's, I think he's fantastic. Other fun fact about them though, is sometimes he does switch handedness for faceoffs. So interesting. F- fun. Justin sort of little tidbit. Uh, but yeah, I am a big fan. I think he is going to be an NHL player for sure uh, and a guy you can just put out there whenever. Use a really long stick too. So interesting there. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Justin sort of fan too. So I'm glad we're glad we're on the same page on that one, but we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll go up to number seven. Who are you locking in here? All right. 
your guy, Saran Noel. No, why? <laughs> I, I, I feel like like this guy's huge, and he's he's been. <laughs> I know it's like always the first thing I say about him every time. <laughs> I don't you know, know. I, he's he's had like a constant uh, production in the OHL. I had a bit of an issue uh, going from Oshawa to Kitchener. There was he wasn't playing, and it was kind of it was kind of a gray area there where we weren't sure what was going on. But uh, was able to suit up for eight games in the AHL last year. Uh, I think it was his overager year in the OHL. Um, averaged half a point per game. You know, like four points in eight games. I I think there's like you can't there's so much like potential in here i i don't think you can sleep on him so that's why i have him at seventh i just like i just like like i think sir noel is like he'll be an nhl player because he is big but like i don't know like i don't see him being like a top of the lineup type guy and the other guys i have here i'm thinking like like yeah like are you thinking like sir noel tom wilson well i was gonna give him a much See, this is going to be a horrible comparison, okay? No, it's you. It's, I mean it in the best of ways. I think he's going to be an exponentially better Michael McCarron. So for our listeners who probably have never heard of Michael McCarron, because no one has, they, they so both played in Oshawa. They played in Oshawa. So I made, like, the connection immediately. I think, you know, like, Okay, because Karen was supposed to be this big power forward who could play in the in the top nine and produce points and be that like net front presence. And, and then I what think, happened? Listen, <laughs> I think that Saran Noel is the same player except like exponentially more talented. Okay, I'm like, gonna I, give you know I'll, I I don't know. Give me the I'm benefit gonna, of the doubt on this. I'm gonna I'll, I'll, my Saran Noel comparable. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll say Freddie Gauthier, which. I think is more flattering than Michael McCarron. I said a better Michael McCarron. That leaves so much room for interpretation. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, unbelievable <laughs> on the floor. Um, oh, I didn't give, I want, I'll, I'll give a comparable for Justin Sword of two. Like, knock off, like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> like, 80% of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'll take that. I'll QBC. take that. You guys, oh, I take it all day. I love it. Um, my my number seven pick here. Uh, I'm again going right back to this year's draft, and I'm going to go with Evan Naus, uh, the defenseman taken in the second round of the Florida Panthers. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of his game. Like he's he's got like he's just so well rounded. Like he's just he's got size. He can skate. He can transition play really well. He can knock guys off pucks. Like, he just seems like that perfect, like, well-rounded two-way defenseman. And I think when you look at the way the Panthers play, play, I think the way he approaches the game just fits in so well with that in terms of, you know, his skating ability and ability to just do a little bit of everything. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of that pick. Uh, and I think he, he'll be a player here. Um, don't have a comparable ready for him. Uh, I love that. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see him. I, I got to see him play a, a while ago. I, you know, I can't really remember 
like he didn't like stand out exclusively. I think it was his 17 year old year. Um, but rare, one of the rare players who goes from the USHL to the Canadian Hockey League, and I, I think that was very worth it for him. And he, you know, he's really, really good. I mean, for a 17 year old defenseman last year, he did really well. And the size, the size is great. And it's really, really um, good pick. I thought it was a really good pick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a great pick. I think if you were looking, like, I think like he's got, I think he's got good hockey IQ too. I think if you were trying to pick apart his game and say things he might need to work on, I would say maybe his shot from the point and then he, could he get a little bit quicker? Maybe. But other than that, like this, this guy's rock solid mm-hmm. is, is kind of my feel for him. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see how he develops him. Uh, I think, you know, in the next four or five years, we'll see him in a Panthers uniform patrol in the blue line, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, number six on the list, who you got? All right. I'm not sure. This is the only one I'm like, not sure if you put him in your top five or not. Okay. Um, I I didn't because I thought there were better players than him. I five and six for me are pretty interchangeable, but number six is none other than our guy. The like biggest year to year improvement I've seen in it, like CHL defenseman in it's so John long. Ludwig. It's, it's John, John Ludwig. It's John Ludwig. <laughs> I remember like we talked about this on one of our like first podcast episodes and we were, we were going over who the Panthers drafted and, and we were like we why were did like, they take oh, this, this guy <laughs> John Ludwig <laughs> we were like, we're like, like okay like we hadn't like, watched him play much either and we're like I was watching like highlights I was like oh he just seems like Radko Gudis basically we were like oh like good shutdown d 18 points in like 50 games it was 60 games he's gonna be decent and then the next year he's captain for the winter hawks and puts up 62 and 60 it was just 17 (laughs) goals it was so out of nowhere like like i I didn't watch him like i watched him a bit i don't watch him that much like i don't know like what happened there (laughs) but it's like it was ridiculous and then he, he put up eight points in 13 games of the crunch this year. Right? It's like this guy, like, so I, I, under I, the radar. He's like under the radar. So, John Ludwig, I, he was one of my honorable mentions because I don't know. It's, it's a numbers game, right? There's too many players. Uh, so, I'm going to go with a guy who I don't think is in your top six. I'm, gonna, I'm going with Alexi Eponiemi. Give it to no. me. <laughs> he's it's he's still your Saran Noel. He's your Saran Noel. He absolutely is. It's still I think so he's early. He's 24. No, he's 20. He's, I'm like, out of here. He's 22. He's our age. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was older than that. No, no, he's, he's, he's a 99. Um, but I mean, I think everyone's pretty familiar with Alexony Haponiemi. Lots of speed, lots of skill, absolutely zero size. Elite Prospects currently has him listed at 148 pounds. That's like that's like featherweight in boxing. 
It's great because like we both have our guys, like my guys have funny. I mean, your guys are on Noel, and there's like the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of what they are, like completely. And we uh, both just like them probably way too much. Um, but I, I like Lexi Apodemi. He can do, you can do a little, you know, he's got some skill. He's a fun player. He scored that overtime goal. That was pretty cool. His lone, his lone NHL goal this year, point per game player in the AHL. It's not, not too shabby. It's not a bad league. Only played six games, but <laughs> take it. Uh, so I'm, I'm still, I'm going to still stick in on the Alexa Hapitniami hype train. Um, to me, it'd be like a, a skilled third line or like if you wanted some skill on your third line, you know, maybe you have like 10 injuries and he slots into your top six, who knows? Uh, but I, I, I'm putting him there. I'm, I'm rolling with Hapitniami still. All right. All right. At this point, there is no doubt in my mind that we have the same top five. Yeah, unless you have some like random player in there, I'm at the same time. Like the five. order may be different, but oh, yeah, I, imagine, I have no doubt. I imagine the order is different, but um, okay. Who, who's your five? Number five, number five for me, none other than this year's first rounder, Mackie Samuskevich from, I mean, I guess USNDTP, but now University or USHL Chicago Steel and now University of Michigan. Yeah, so my, my guy here was also Mackie Samuskevich. I debated him. Like, I thought it was, like, pretty close between, like, him and Denisenko and Tippett. Uh, but yeah, but Mackie, again, just drafted. Uh, big fan. The re- the, yeah, there was a bit of a recency bias just because smaller sample size, uh, which is why I put him at five. But, I mean, I'm so excited to watch this guy play at Michigan. Oh, my goodness. He's going to tear it up. He's so good. He's so good. Like if, you watch him play, and like, I know, like if you watch his highlight pack, you'd be like, "Wow, this guy should have gone first overall." And like, <laughs> obviously, like you should not make draft rankings and stuff and evaluate people on on a highlight pack because like almost anyone can look good on a highlight reel. Um, but he is a terrific player. Like he's so shifty. He's got so much skill. Works hard. Tough to knock off the puck. Uh, so I was like, again, we were both big fans of this pick. Um, I know Jacob Barker, he, he can't, he's not here, but he, he also a big fan of the pick. Um, and yeah, I think this, you know, could be a real player for the Panthers in a couple of years here. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really exciting to see him play on that powerhouse of a team at Michigan. I think at this point, if they, they don't make it to the national championship game, because I'm going to say, you never know in the, in the final, but they don't make it there. Like it's going to be it's a, a complete complete failure for them i think yeah it's like um, the ncaa equivalent of like psg in soccer yeah yeah exactly right, right. and in this scenario maki samuskevich is lionel messi i was gonna put him as neymar or well, no no but he's just showing up now this year it's gotta be messy oh yeah, unless okay. you think he's like hakimi but that would be disrespect um <laughs> but and it's gonna be super super excited to see him play at the world juniors as well i knock on wood um, I don't really have yeah, wood no, here. Yeah, nothing there. I do, I do actually. Wooden stools. Um, <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood, he, he makes that world junior team. And I, I, I have no doubt he can make it. Yeah, yeah, me either. I think I think he, he's, he's a lock and should be a lot of fun. We'll get to see him a bunch this year. Maybe I'll have to pop down to University of Michigan, check him out live. Uh, you know, great campus we've been before. Good times. Mm-hmm super cool ice uh, hockey arena yeah loved it great campus great place yeah had a blast 
got some free baseballs. So it was a good day. Um, it was a great day. Okay, number four. Who you got? All right, number four. Uh, hesitated between him and Tippett, but it's got to be Grigory Denisenko. It's got to be Grigory Denisenko. Um, you know, it's just Tippett just uh, – I mean, I kind of gave away who's going to be third, but – Yeah, um, I mean, okay, Tippett's third on mine too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the top five is identical. I can tell. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just so excited to see this guy get like tailor himself like a regular roster spot. Um, it's like he, he's shown so much in the AHL already. And I just, yeah, just so excited yeah. to see like, him like, I, really. Yeah. And like, I know we didn't play much this year, like for, for the Panthers, but I was always like, when I watched him, like, I was impressed. Like, he, you can tell. He's a guy who's like working hard out there. Like he's relentless. Uh, right. And that to me is just a sign of like a young player who like understands what they need to do. And it doesn't matter if he's on the first line or fourth line, he's going to go out there and you're going to get, you can get some effort. And I think that's a really good sign, especially with how deep this Panthers team is because he would be on the third line or the fourth line. And, uh, to have a guy who can, you know, we know he's got some offense in him, uh, and he's got that, work ethic to be able to you know go into puck battles uh to you know be physical on other players even though he's not the biggest guy um mm-hmm. i so I, I i'm a big fan of his game and um, it really seemed like coach q gave him a role to play while in in that short time span with the panthers and he played it so well you know not a ton of ice time but just gave it his all every shift and as you said just uh really like the kind of player you want on your team. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very easy to see, like, especially with a player who's a high pick, um, you know, they might not always want to be, you know, playing on the fourth lines. They might be a bit disinterested or a bit frustrated that they're not playing, you know, in, in your top six. Uh, I never really got that indication from, from Denisenko based on just watching him. He seemed like a guy who was like, put me where you're going to put me. I'm going to give you, you know, everything I got. And so I think that's a really good sign uh, about the player as well. And going into next season when he's probably in a bottom six role, I think he'll be one of those guys who's going to work hard, be physical, and has the ability to put up some offense for you and make your team, you know, dangerous in all four lines. Mm-hmm. So I'm still for him. Um, number three on our list, it's clearly Owen Tippett. It's got to be. I mean – and you know we he's 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 on that like he's in that gray area of is still a prospect but is kind of getting to the point where we're not talking about him as a prospect anymore just because he's already cemented himself in the NHL yeah yeah it's a tricky one where it's like very much so like he's, he's gonna be an NHL player next year but he's he's young enough and you know, hasn't played enough games that I would consider him like a full NHLer, but I fully expect him to be, you know, a, a regular on this roster. And I don't think enough people are like fully understand like how good he was, how like how much he grew last year, how much better he got as the season went on. Yeah. And, you know, he played some really important minutes, played a really important role on the team. And I think he's going to be like one of those pillars of the third line in the next few years. Yeah. And a guy, if there's an injury, you throw him in your top six and you know, he's going to give you stuff. He had four points in the playoffs in six games. Um, really good sign. So I think like, 
I would not be shocked to see Owen Tippett score 20 goals, 40 points next year. Like, yeah, no doubt in my mind, like that would, that, like that to me, that's like realistic expectations for him. Um, you know, we know about the shot, um, his playmaking's coming along. Uh, so I was, I was a big fan of what I saw from him last year. I don't think enough people again around the league realize how good this player is getting. And I think he'll be kind of one of those sneaky good players for the Panthers next year. Yes. And, you know, he's going to be such an important part of that depth that I think is going to distinguish the Panthers from the other teams, especially in the Atlantic. So um, he's part of the depth that makes them a contending team. Like exactly. You you need depth and that's what he gives you. Uh, And so for me, yeah, no doubt in my mind, he's, he's the number three guy. Uh, number two, I'm assuming we have the same player here. Well, I was gonna, I was just gonna just go number one, because if we say number two, the number one will pretty much be like. All right, number one, who you got? I've got none other than our guy Spenny Knight. It's gotta be Spencer it's Knight. Gotta it's be gotta Spenny be Knight. Spencer Knight. I I was looking at like prospect rankings for the Panthers online before the episode and. You know, these guys are like have Anton Lundell before Spencer Knight and no disrespect to Anton Lundell. I think he there's a reason why I put him at number two, but Spencer Knight is the, like is going to be goaltending for the Florida Panthers for years to come. Alongside Sergei Bobrovsky for years to come. Alongside Sergei Bobrovsky. And yeah, I mean, like, again, it's tough because the thing with Spencer Knight, obviously highly tied prospect drafted very highly. Uh, has done nothing but impress since he was drafted. Uh, the sample size for him at the NHL level is small, right? But it is still more of a sample size than Anton Lindell has at the NHL level, yeah. right? So uh, you feel a bit better about Spencer Knight and what he can do. Like we saw, he was good in the playoffs. He was good in the regular season, didn't lose in the regular season. Um, so to me, that, that, that kind of NHL experience gives him the edge. And then also the fact that I think having – a really top, top goaltender is huge for a team. And I think that's what Spencer Knight is going to be for the Panthers. I think he will be one of those top tier goalies. Uh, so far, everything he's done has kind of trended in that direction. Uh, everything about about his game, I just love. Like he, he, the way he is in the crease is just like exactly what you want from your goalie. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost perfection. Right, like everything about it, like there is no weakness in his game. It's not not like some like even some of the other highly picked goaltenders, like Askarov, like high high glove on Askarov is where you go. But there isn't yeah. there isn't really anything of that. Spencer Knight, maybe a bit too much movement here. There is the only thing, but I think this is a really good goalie for the Panthers. It's a goalie of the I, future. I think the the too much movement thing is something that's so easily correctable. And especially with that arsenal of goalie coaching slash staff that the Panthers have. The goalie excellence department. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I fully expect him to be at least a split starter next year with Bobrovsky. Um, I'm excited to watch him play. And I think, yeah, this guy, this guy's legit and he's legitimately good. And no knock against Anton Lundell in the number two spot. Uh, Anton Lundell is easily the best forward prospect this team has. He, you know, has played against men for a few years now. Uh, he's just looked terrific at every level. I know he doesn't really wow people with his, his skills, 
He's not the most dynamic player, but he's so effective. He is basically like a Barkov in terms of the way he plays the he game. He is Barkov. Exactly. So to have that, no man, so, no so basically to be able to have a guy like that and then have him, you know, front and center to learn from Barkov uh, and to come over next year, it's super exciting. Both those players, huge, huge pieces, you know, of, of this team moving forward. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if Lundell makes the team next year out of camp. I imagine we'll at least see him in a couple of games, probably in the preseason. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they, they kind of fancy him again, the three, the three C on spot on the Panthers right now, third line center, you know, could be Luster Ryan in could be, I don't know if you wanted to bump Sam Reiner down there. There's a char- like, it's, there's some competition there, but like there very much is a place of Anton Lindell wins it to be the third line center on the Florida Panthers next year. Exactly. And I think that's like such a perfect slot for him. Like coming over. I, I like, that being said, I am like in. I would in no way be upset if he was relegated to the AHL for his first season. I think it would be an important step in his development. But that at this point, like I would take him anywhere. I just want him to be with the Panthers. Yeah, no, it's fine, uh, and that that does it, I guess, for our prospect rankings. The overarching uh, kind of thought behind this is that. Lots of good prospects for the Panthers. Lots of players to be excited about uh, in the next few years here. I'm sure, you know, we're going to see a bunch of these players next year uh, and in, you know, the the near future. Uh, But the future's bright in Florida. The current situation, also bright. So great time to be a Panthers fan. Uh, Excited for next year. But I think that'll conclude it for this week's episode of the podcast we'll be back on monday with a brand new episode don't know what we're going to talk about maybe something will come up if not Hopefully. we'll be in trouble we'll have to think of something um who we'll knows? just preview all or nothing yeah yeah we'll just i don't know we'll just tell i don't know we can tell boring hockey stories for for an hour or so i don't know we'll think of something yeah. uh but hopefully hopefully something pops up in the news But yeah, that does it for this episode. Thank you to everyone tuning in as always. Uh, And yeah, we'll be back uh, on Monday. So we hope to see you all then. Enjoy the rest of your week. Panthers are back.